Hello. Hi, hello. Hello. It is great to see you. It's great to see you too. It's been uh, of... it's been a while. Like it has what, been a while, days, yes. Three days? I, I kinda lost count of time in jail. Oh. I didn't know you were there. You were there. Was I there? Is that where we met up? Is that where Welcome back to episode two of this new series with Oh am I, am I supposed to say my name? Yeah. Alright, alright, re- redo it, redo it. Okay. Okay. Welcome back to episode two of the new series with Aiden Carbray. And Harrison Keast. And Fun Times. Are right now. So there's a there's a variety of things you want to talk about, but first we got a lot of calls in. And we got a lot of comments from uh, people in the lab. Before we we continue, uh, you need to add some like interludes or something there, you know, spice up the podcast a little bit. Maybe, maybe we can do that in the next episode, you know, work things out, get up the budget a little bit, you know. Well, well, certainly we'll, we'll definitely get on that right away. Um, Before we get into that though, I do, I just want to read out a few comments from the last episode. That's okay with you. Yes, that's perfectly fine. Okay. So, Susan uh, writes in from Illinois. Hi, Susan. She writes in, um, National Patriotic Leaf Flag Day Killed My Father. Um, any comments on that? Uh, I heard during the day, uh, during the year 1989, there were some riots due to, um, haha, due to. Uh, due to, um, uh, there had been a tree cut down and it had oh. crashed into my neighbor's house, actually, which was very, which was, very... uh, I'm not sure if it was their house or not, but somebody had died and I heard, uh, it had caused riots against nature and people started to take out their anger on trees by, uh, vi- uh fighting them. Vi- it really is and unfortunate. There, there yeah. were many lives lost. I believe that was I mean, um, the second last time that that the holiday was celebrated. Celebrated, right? Well, I, I guess Susan. The, I guess the the moral of the story here is: don't become friends with trees. Nope. Um, hug them. No. the uh, The next comment we get here is from uh, Samuel, also from Illinois. She says, hello, uh, my wife is lying. Uh, don't know what that means. Uh, I um, mean, I mean, don't know what that can mean. Your wife is lying? I think if your wife is well, lying, you should probably stand her up. Uh, if, if your wife is lying, I think you should tell the truth. Hello? Carpet? Hello? 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 Hi. Hello. Get out there. Oh, sorry. I said, I said, um, uh, Samuel, if your if your wife is lying, then uh, you should tell the truth. Right. Honesty is always a part of something that is ultimately greater than another thing. Okay, so we have one last comment here. We have, uh, we have 
uh, Muhammad from is from Sas- Saskatchewan, Canada. Hmm, interesting. Uh, Muhammad says, "Help, help." Um, um, I, well, I, uh, I don't know your local help hotline, so I can't provide you with that. But there's uh, always nine one one. So, right. You can always um, call them. I wouldn't re- recommend it. Um, calling nine hundred and eleven t- different people can be a difficult task, but I think if you're really committed, and you'll you'll get the you'll get the help that you need. Okay, all right. Moving on, we uh, have a new segment here. Actually, it's called um, it's it's we don't have a name for it. Because we don't know what to call it. And Carver's going to explain what this is. Aiden? Well, the reason we don't have a name for it is because uh, it's such a unique kind of game thing we've put on here. We take an orange and we throw it at a dartboard. We take that number that the biggest piece has on it, divide it by the smallest piece, spin a wheel that many times, and however many times... We spin the wheel. What it lands on is the topic we talk about. I unfortunately do not have the equipment with me today, but I believe Harrison does. So if you do do the honor. I could, yes. We got triple twenty divided by one, so it's gonna take a while. Harry, Harry, I think for the first episode that we we've implemented this, you can just do one more spin. Oh, okay. All right, here we go, and the topic is. Interesting. Interesting topic. It's the closure of the Ford power plant. The Ford power plant. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh where exactly is the location of this Ford power plant? That would be that would be in Sweden. In Sweden. Now, as you know, Ford is typically the, the automobile company, but they've really made tremendous strides in becoming one of the world's best on um, power producers, really just astonishing numbers of the plate. Uh, would you like to elaborate on that? Well, I heard that in Canada, they have very big uh, power plants as well. And for some reason, in, in the small town, I believe, of Oakville, they uh-huh. had these towers. And uh, I believe, uh, I think it must have ha- had to have been at least 10 years ago now at this point. One of said towers uh, were blown up for some reason, which reduced uh, production to 50%, but pollution of the area was increased by 20% because of the release of uranium. Right, we all know what uranium has done to the lives of uh, those in the communities. 
Um, I was able to actually meet with one of the victims of the uranium uh, exposure in the area, and it really just wasn't a good time. They said that the power plant ruined their life. Um, and, you know, it's very important to do so carefully because doing so with great force and with great power can really result in a lot of damage, as we've seen. Yeah, you might break the roots when you go to plant them. It's uh, mm-hmm. and then And then it won't grow. So you got to be gentle, make sure you dig out the hole nice, and then lightly pack back on the dirt so everything's fine and it grows properly. Right, I agree with that 100% of the time. Uh, but you know, I think another interesting thing that we can learn from the, uh, the power planting procedure stopping in Sweden um, is just truly what it's like to live in uh, Sweden and what it's like uh, being one of those people who don't actually have eyes but can still see um you know you need to sweden i i actually interviewed somebody from sweden once uh i Mm -hmm. asked them how how it was to live there and i didn't understand what they were saying it wasn't english so i didn't really get an answer so i'm not quite sure exactly what it how it is to live in, in sweden at home about I think uh, I think it's fantastic that you're able I'm pretty sure they they do live though they they did they did live they lived through it they were alive I'm pretty sure right well if not you know what there's nothing we can really really do about that except just let the uh, let the family let the family take up the remains and just just continue moving forward but sometimes in order to move forward you have to move backwards and that's really what today's episode is all about moving backwards you know i think michael jackson did the best on doing that you know his moonwalking was really inspirational on the way he could go forward but be moving backwards at the same time and in a way that's truly a metaphor for life you know some days you wake up and you can't decide whether or not you're gonna you know, eat a bowl of cereal, or maybe you're going to read a book. And I think Michael Jackson really did a good job of emphasizing why it's important um, to apply lotion. I also do think he did a really good job at reading books. I think Not so much at eating cereal, mm-hmm. but he was definitely a good book reader. He was a book reader, and I think he read, I think he read, I read, I read that he read about reading at least five times an hour. That's crazy. I heard one time he was on stage and and stopped because uh, he was so addicted to reading and learning new things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think he, he was in the process of writing, I believe, before the, um, the incident. Um, and that's a big conspiracy theory about the Pepsi ad. Uh, he actually was writing, and the writing was so incredibly powerful and touching that it it was it lit on fire and burnt his hair, and that really got to him. I think uh, it somehow managed to bleach his skin in the process as well. I'm not sure exactly how that went and and happened, but it did. Mm-hmm. 
We don't really know. Now, is Jackson, and do you think he's still five? Uh, pardon me, you cut out there for a second. I'm not quite sure what you said. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, who is Jackson, and do you think he's still five? Uh, yes, the Jackson five. Um, so he used to be five. It was originally him and five others of him that were created in a lab. Uh, were they all five? Were they all five? They were five at the time, but they ended up realizing that nobody liked the music because they were all five. So they fused together and became 25. So 25. if you listen to the song Bad, mm-hmm. which I believe I mentioned in the last episode as well, I believe it so. was released uh, to the uh, the Lorax soundtrack um, on the 25th day of the 25th month of the 25th year of that decade. Of the 25th decade? No, the 25th year of that decade. Right, okay. So, that would make him 25. Yes. And just going back to uh, the Sweden thing, do you think that his, um, the the Sweden culture had an, had an influence on what it was like for him being 25? Meatballs. They're a very big thing in, in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Of course. And I think they influenced oh. Michael Jackson a lot because I heard uh, a lot of the times he would get lost in Ikea. And end up eating a lot of meatballs while going through depression. But it gave him the inspiration to find a way to move forward and go backwards at the same time. Mm-hmm. So he was able to retrace his steps while doing the moonwalk so he could get back to the entrance of the Ikea and eventually yeah, I, leave. I heard a different story. I heard that um, that when he was when he was originally creating the, the, the dance move, he was in an Ikea. And he said, oh no. I, I I just want to eat. I need to go get myself a chair. I need to go buy a chair. But the meatballs are too good. So he was about to buy the chair, and he kept walking forward. But it just kept, felt like he was getting further and further away. That's when he realized he was actually walking towards the meatballs. And he said, this is perfect. I'm getting my meatballs, and I'm walking towards the chair. I'm being extra, extra efficient. That's just what I heard. That's that's very inspiring. Mm-hmm. Now, I think we've covered all all we can cover on that topic. So I think it's I think it's a good time to transition onto our our second topic of the day. Right. And what's that? Hey, would you do the honors of uh, spinning the wheel again? <clears throat> Victory there. Pardon? Would you like to read it out? Uh, sure. So, that's nice. The uh, second topic of today uh, is what is your process and how do you go about finding the best fishing spot? Well, I mean, if I told... I... Yeah. 
for the sake of the podcast, I will exp- I, I'll tell a few fishing stories, but I can't just let out my, I can't just let out my fishing spot, right? I can't, you understand that. Understood. Do you understand where I'm coming from? You got, you got to find a, a fishing spot that's pretty efficient as well. So I was in the Ontario Lake at exactly 74.638 north and 42.7398476 west. Uh, those are the exact coordinates I put in. That's what I like to call my fishing spot. So we were hanging out there, and um, we decided that, you know what? We're going to be the fish. So my buddy hopped in the water. And we threw out a little worm, and he ate the worm. And we hooked him. We uh, brought him out of the water. We took a picture with him, and we threw him back. Did um, <clears throat> becoming one with the He's fish allow you to experience what they live more and see their way of life to allow you to view where would be the most optimal fishing spot when you go to fish? No. Now, you see, I was the fisherman, right? We, and my buddy Mike was actually the one who was the fish, and he played the role very well. So we asked him, uh, we asked him, Mikey, what was it like being a fish? Where did you think you were going to go next? Now, the problem was, Mikey was a big catch, so we decided we had to bring him home to eat. So Mikey was dead. Oh, that's uh, pretty fortunate for him. You don't, there's not, it's not everyday experience you, you get to go through like that. You know, it's pretty unique. You know what? He was actually he was actually <laughs> seasoned pretty well. Um, and he fed his family ate well that night. They 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 were very happy with the catch. I don't know where the fuck Mikey was. That was bullshit. He didn't show up. Uh, he didn't show up for the feast. No, that's disappointing. I heard uh, recently uh, reverse fishing has been has become popular, where you throw the you you hook yourself, and then you throw a big chunk of meat on the end of a wire down into into the water. Uh, usually, it has to be a, a ocean or something, a, a lake that has a big fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the fish will go and eat the meat, in turn grabbing onto the string, which will drag you into the water with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have become the one getting fished. I I heard people have coined uh, coined the term uh, humaning. Humaning. Yeah, you know what? I've never really uh, been a fan of humaning just because I feel like there's a little bit too much of an emphasis on the on the uh, on the meat throwing process. It just feels a little bit artificial to me. I'm not going to knock anyone. You know, the... who wants to try it out? I, that's not what I'm about to do. I if that's what your prerogative is, then that's what you should be able to do. And I think if that's the future of fishing, then you know more power to them. It's not for me. You know, there's really a, a great divide in the uh, in the humaning community on how they should go about the technique of throwing the meat into the water, whether throwing it that's more aggressively faster. But you get a smaller fish, or with more finesse, it'll take a bit longer. But you get a bigger fish, and you get them hooked for longer, and actually get them. 
fucking live or fake bait. Hello? 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 Are you there? Hello? Hello? Yes, yes. Yes, hello? Hello? Yeah, yes, yes, you can, can hear me? So are you... All right. Did you did you hear what I said about uh the controversy with I think ink? the only issue that I have with it is it truly depends on um whether you're using live or fake bait, you know? It's a completely different experience and frankly it's it's like comparing apples to to uh, green apples, you know? It's really it's not really good. Cuz you wouldn't do that. You would compare apples to oranges, right? That's what I'm saying. I heard um, certain countries, certain states uh, are are now um, banning live bait, mm. which is is causing a lot of people in the countries and states that have live bait access to, I guess, smuggle it over and use it more excessively than than they had been before, more than needed. Mm-hmm. So it's really uh, dwindling out the amount of live bait that can be. I think used I think right an important now. thing to think about though is you got to think about the circumstance. We're in a fishing shortage right now, um, and you know fishers aren't doing their job, so we got to get those guys out there. And the government banning this, people with these live bait are going to say, "Well, I got to go fishing right now, get rid of all the live bait." All of a sudden, you saturated the market with fish, and now people can eat again. I think it's actually a smart move by the government. I guess, I guess, yeah, to to trick people into mm-hmm. doing it more. Great idea. You know, not much more I can say. Yeah, there's there's not much more in that. No, that's. I guess, I guess, uh, doing humaning though does allow you to uh, really get in the mind of the fish and see what they do. Which allows you to, once you go back to uh, normal fishing, which is, is very hard to make the switch back uh, uh, because of how I'm using humaning is. But once you make the switch back, which everyone inevitably, inevitably does because uh, uh, right now there isn't enough resources and money coming from humaning that you can last longer than two or three years. Uh, you really get to see what the fish do and where the best fish spot would be. Mm-hmm. No, I totally understand that. Uh, you made the point about uh, money uh, earlier in that. I just want to. I just want to know. Um, do you think that the re- the recent controversy around the uh, the new face of the twenty dollar bill, uh, just being a, um, just being Tom Brady? What do you think of that? Do you think that's appropriate? I think. Everyone should get to choose who they want on their money. So there should be a website they can go on, mm-hmm. right? And they can customize it. Right. Right? And then once they go to their ATM, wherever they bank with, whatever ATM they have to go to, when they uh, withdraw their money, then they got the money with whatever face, whatever picture they want on it. And then you can build up a collection of what other people have on their money as mm-hmm. well. And that way people would save, have a bigger incentive to save their money rather than impulsively spend it. Well, yeah. 
Although the only uh, unfortunate thing in that I heard uh, with the talks of this happening, uh, there are talks of being able to purchase the images outright and put a copyright on them so only certain people can use them uh, so companies could get a monopoly on that market, thus creating $20 bills that are vastly worth worth vastly more than, than $20. Oh, wow, I never even thought about that that way, you know? Uh, I think just one thing to think about, though, before we move on, is uh, who owns the copyright? Like, when you go to get a copyright, the owner of that certainly has a face, and they're going to say, hang on a second, that that's my face. And they're going to say, I don't want my face being your face, and then this is going to happen. Yes, I believe that is why uh, the movement hasn't, come to pass right now i believe they're trying to figure out the way to properly have the uh, copyright structure built so that if people can no then... no totally i understand where you're coming from and you you make a good point about the copyright structure but just staying on that topic want to know uh what your top five uh, uh building designs are you know in terms of structural integrity and longevity so, uh, I'd have to say number five is wood and cubes. Wooden cubes, uh, not wooden cubes. People get that mixed up a lot. Wooden cubes is very different than wood and cubes. They're two different very building types. Wood and cubes is probably my my fifth favorite. The cops. Pardon? Do you have the cops? I only have one. Uh, this is not good. Oh no. Uh, uh, I have I have um heroin. For later, I think I think and, that's why the cops are here. Oh, uh, I'll just throw it away then. I think they'll throw it away. Maybe one of them will pick it up. Harry, I threw I threw it away. I, I think they're leaving. Yeah, but uh, uh, I think they're leaving still. I don't have my heroin anymore. You can go away. I think they're leaving. No. They're going to come a bit closer. And you don't understand. Why are they going to come closer? Why? Later.